Hey, buddy. Hey, what's happening, Bumblebee? <laughs> you know what I be doing, dude. I be. <laughs> I can't be doing this every freaking weekend. Uh, I'm good, bro. <laughs> every weekend. Every. Actually, that's not even true, bro. There's times we cancel the podcast for a week or two. <laughs> How's you wake up for real? Because apparently you've been. Because I Because you've been busy, man. Yeah, it's been ramping up for uh, school, so we've been having a lot of stuff. Like, not as like school for you. Are you, are you not talking about recruiting? Because I know you love recruiting. No, nah, I haven't. Recru- I haven't been recruiting in a while. I'm in school. Right, right. I got you. I was being sarcastic about the recruiting part. Yeah. yeah no, <laughs> I don't know what the hell they're doing, man. I haven't been in that world in a long time, and I plan on keeping it that way. Yeah, I hear you. I think it's so awkward. Like, hey, uh, you want to join the army? I know, I know you're not in the army, but you get what I'm saying. It's just, I mean, you're trained to, I mean, you're a salesman, basically. I understand that. I get, I get it, but like, no, no, it just, it's just like, doesn't mean no anymore. <laughs> like, no, I'm good, but, but, like, but are you really? What, what's up? No, right. That's what I'm saying. Hey, what's up, Paula? Hello? Can't even hear you, buddy. I feel like he's trying to get his mic you. situated. Okay, there you go. Hey, what's up? No, I don't. I don't have a mic for my phone. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, right. Okay. You say you don't have a mic for your phone? No, you just talk into a phone like a person, I guess. Right? No. Well, right. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Right. No. I'm, I don't know. You just. You said, I wasn't even asking for that. I'm. I'm thinking. It doesn't really matter. Anyway. <laughs> what's up, man? How was your week? Uh, not too bad. Finished yeah. up, uh, finished up one of the courses, classes for my, well, classes for my course, I guess I could say. So I only got like one or two more and then I'm done with this place. Oh, sweet. All right. Yeah, man, it's been quite, uh, but yeah, so, uh, just straight off the bat, I do want to just let y'all know, I'm going to try to keep the podcast around like 45, 30, 30 to 45 minutes. I know sometimes we, we've been, we've been reaching lately an hour or over an hour. So it's kind of crazy, but, uh, I'm going to try to. Keep it, you know, at a decent time. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I appreciate y'all coming in straight up. Uh, but, yeah, no, uh, before I even get into the details and the nitty-gritty, um, uh, I just want to, uh, you know, um, I just I was thinking, I actually put out a video recently. I guess it's, I guess this is a quick plug, but I put out a video recently on YouTube um, just, like, talking about, like, the reasons why we do what we do. And specifically, I was just expressing, you know, my whys or my belief in terms of why. Uh, you know, uh, this this video game community is more than just about playing video games and like playing video games is just a manifestation of like the culture that's been created, you know, not only with the Destiny game, but also with uh, just the gaming community, period. Right. But I guess we started in Destiny, you know, together. And uh, I guess that's how we got to know each other. I, I would I would assume so, at least most of us. But uh, yeah, and no, I just think it's, uh, it's really cool because. Uh, I was just I was just talking to a buddy, and I was just saying how uh, how the uh, the trust and everything comes from uh, the common belief that we have with each other already, which is the trust may not have, may not have been much, but we like we trust each other enough to you know go out and you know uh, ask and play online together and say hey you want to do this together and now it's at the point now where we're doing podcasts now where we have each other's personal cell phone number we. Uh, you know, we just text each other randomly or we try to meet up. And I think that's really cool. And um, I guess that's what I always want to continue to, uh, you know, convey, at least for myself, because there's times I forget, obviously. And also I want to convey to the listeners. And I'm sure you guys know where I'm standing. Um, I just I think it is really cool, you know, that uh, it, it's come this far. You know, I never thought that because uh, when I was playing playing games as a kid, I've always grown up playing games. And it's like nowadays people it's like nowadays people knowing that you play video games is like worse than people knowing you watch porn it's like porn is like more accepted than adults playing video games <laughs> i mean wouldn't you agree uh, to like to some extent yeah well kind of i think the only people that really care are girls because i think most guys are definitely cool with video games but uh going back to what you were saying i guess yeah it's kind of, it's nice because you know 
I was talking to a Mitt, obviously, uh, well, this morning, but last night, and he was introducing me to some guys in an Xbox party. And he's like, yeah, me and Paul, you know, we go way back, like, four years ago on Destiny. And I'm, like, thinking, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, that yeah. was four years ago. That's that's nuts. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Seriously. And it's, it, it, it lets you know that, I mean, at least for me, it helped me recognize, you know, my belief and my why, you know, uh, per se, in terms of, you know, why why I'm doing this. Why I'm still playing the game. Why do I still do the podcast? Why do I still create content and actually go out of my way to message you guys i want to do things or even want to meet up right there's, there's we all have we have we have some sort of common ground and belief you know we all resonate with each other that's why you know we trust each other obviously and that's why you know we, we uh the culture is so you know you know just conducive to uh, it, it's just it's just aggressive that's what makes the community so great you know you can kind of just you know branch off and create your own community i just enjoy the camaraderie i really do i think it's really cool but yeah no so for the listeners i did make a video about this on youtube i can now looking back i I probably you know messed up a couple of things but um i mean there's always more to say but yeah you can just i'm just i'm plugging it too early i guess but you can you know just go on youtube type in wayne zero one one ninety three and you'll find you know some videos uh the thumbnails are very easy to identify what you're about to watch so, um, but yeah, it's, it's the, one of the videos that I made today. It's called, what is your why? And I think that's very important for all of us to, uh, you know, to, to know either with anything, not with just video games, but just with life. I know people came on the podcast, like, bro, we just want to hear about destiny. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, but, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'll, I'll cut right to it. But I mean, like I said, I think that's very important to me. I think that I want to I want to keep that in the forefront. The reason why I keep bringing it up is because I want to keep it in the forefront of my mind, so I don't forget. But also, people will c- just continue to know why I do what I do, so it's very clear, and uh, people understand where we, where I stand, and hopefully where you guys stand in this. Because uh, you know, even though we have different temperaments and everything like that, but uh, in, we may not all, we may we may not even all be visionaries. But I know you guys know things that I don't know. And I would ask y'all help for certain things or advice if I feel that you're qualified to give it to me and vice versa, I would hope so. But uh, you guys are like really good, you know, at uh, helping me, you know, just with the how stuff and even some ideas as well. And um, I don't know, you guys, you guys, uh, I I don't give you guys enough credit. So, you know, I guess for the listeners, you know, Paul and Adam here, you know, these, these guys help me with a lot of stuff uh, when I, when I ask for it, you know, just with the back end stuff, they, they do help me out a butt ton, like some of the movies. I actually want to go back and do the movies again. That's what I want to do. That was fun. I find well, we got, we got time before shadow key. I mean, I know that. Well, what movie do you want to make? Oh, I don't know. There, I haven't done enough of the raids to really be able to say a raid movie, but you know what? I mean, look, and I actually want to get back into it again because I mean, now with people were leaving the clan left and right, which I'm okay with, uh, I mean, it, it, I, I do want to do more raids and, you know, be more a part of it. Because I, I guess I just got burnt out. And I think, again, I just kind of forgot why I was just playing video games. And, like, this is boring. I don't want to play. Like, I don't know. That, I think that's why that's very important that I bring this up. Because, I mean, yeah, we get tired of the game. But we always come back because of, you know, our common beliefs and values. I get at least to some extent that we all have with each other. And that's why we play the same game, even though it does get very boring and repetitive. It takes us off or whatever. We just haven't, you know, but anyway, I just wanted to get that out there, but uh, yeah, but uh, let me uh, do the little, whatchamacallit, the intro. Okay. So, Hey guardians, welcome to the 46th episode of the orbs for days podcast. Uh, obviously I'm your host, Wayne zero one, one And uh, like always, we do have our amazing co-host with us, Adam and Superfly Mana. Um, Brian is not with us this week. He has some other things uh, he needs to take care of. But uh, you know, I guess you know to the to the uh, uh, to you to the uh, to the new and recurring listeners. Um, you know, uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and also on Anchor, which is the very uh, app that I'm using now to record these podcasts. And there's many more podcasts you can listen to us on. So that's Orbs for Days uh, podcast. If you like to play, uh, if you like to play other games other than Destiny, you're in luck. Because uh, we do have an additional show called the EBD Podcast where we talk about everything but Destiny. So if you're interested in that, you could come right on by. And uh, we may actually get a shift in uh, another co-host. You know, Paul may shift over because I know you play other games. You guys play any other games? But, well, I know you do, Paul. But Yeah. 
Adam, do you play other games besides Destiny? I feel like you're such a hater. Yeah, I play uh, Battlefront 2 and Ace Combat. Okay, anything that's up to date? Are those games up to date? So, I mean, they're like, they're not old, but they're not like brand new either. So, I guess I don't know. Like, they're the new, the ones I play are the newest versions of them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I enjoy them a lot. I don't know. You know, if, if that's something you guys would, you know, enjoy. One's a flight kind of simulator. Uh, I will pass on that. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, sure I'm not knocking a game, but go ahead. My fault. Uh, it's, I mean, it's, a, it's like a flight simulator, but it's not just like um, it's combat. You know, obviously it's combat. So it's like fighter pilot and stuff. It's not just, you know, oh, I'm going to fly like a 737 or 747. And you know, let's land here on the runway. Like, you know, it's your dog Adam's fighting. delivering mail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. What'd you say? I said he's delivering mail. It's like you play for about five <laughs> minutes till you take off, and then you just hang out for an hour, eat, watch TV, and then come back and <laughs> just like a real flight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but well, that's what you enjoy. Do you actually plan on buying other games? Like, cause I honestly. I plan on buying Borderlands Three at some point, and there's another game I know we talked. I, at least I talked about with with uh, Cinny, uh, Remnant: Rise from the Ashes. That's basically Dark Souls with guns. I'm excited about that. That looks really cool. I never played Dark Souls, but I, I, this game looks cool and looks way looks looks super fun. But uh, do you plan on buying any buying any uh, any any games coming up, uh, Adam? Uh, probably not. I mean, I'm starting to get really busy with school and. It's only going to get busier once I get to my next ship as a department head. So Okay. So uh, I, I said what you're saying is you're stepping down from the lieutenant in the Orbs clan, correct? <laughs> nah. I'll still play <laughs> Destiny. But I don't probably have enough time to, like, branch out and, like, get really invested in, like, multiple games. I hear you. No, I, I'll joke this out. I feel you on that straight up. All right, so, Paul, what? So, I know you, you, you play another games, though, right? For real? Yeah. Are, right? I mean, as you know, obviously, I was playing Gears of War 5 with you. Let's go! And then I just, Sorry. I just came back to the Xbox, and I, I couldn't, I couldn't hold out. I couldn't wait till January for Iceborne to come to PC. I've been watching too much YouTube, hearing too much talk, so I had to get my hands on it. Say Iceborne, Monster Hunter World, Iceborne. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's, it's a yeah. game size expansion. So like, what? Like basically everything they did for the first game, they pretty much. Brought back twice as many monsters, like a, two new environments, like just yeah. I'm honestly for for real straight up. I'm kind of scared to play it, not because I I won't enjoy it. I think I'll enjoy it too much and be too invested. I may not switch. It, it's no, I mean it's one of those games where you play, you at least crush through the story, you get the gear you want, you start having some fun. But like any game, like. It, it gets dry after a certain point, but it, it's one of those games. That every time I play it, like I just can't stop. It's like crack. No word. I, oh, so you had crack before? I, I assume that's from what I hear. It's like crack. Oh, 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 oh. okay. Because you said like crack, like you had it. So I was like, oh, bro. So you want to tell me something? Cool. <laughs> All right, no. Nah, but look. So uh, for the listeners, I know you want to get to some Destiny, blah blah blah. You want to hear Adam talk? You know, uh, but. <laughs> Yeah, he might my dude. Yeah, about to get out. No, I'm playing. But we, <laughs> but uh, real quick, you're gonna get here word from our sponsor, Anchor. And uh, I'm telling y'all, like, if y'all want to, I know this is already in the ad read. But if you guys, man, y'all really want to start your own podcast, it's really that simple. Anchor can do it for you. And as a matter of fact, they will sponsor you themselves if you just start on their platform. And the cool thing is, they will. Uh, I'm I'm doing the ad read before the ad read. But yeah, just you want to start a podcast without the equipment. And it's, it's, you're not that tech savvy. Anchor is perfect for you. So I'm going to let the ad read and then we'll get right back to the show. We'll be right back. What's up, dude? Welcome. Um, I, Welcome back. Was <laughs> I was thinking, I was singing that one song. Was, um, I forget what it's called. Love. I write love stories, not tragedies or something. I think that's the name of the song. But I think the artist's name is. Uh, Anik of the Disco? Yeah, man. I was, man, I was and it's I write sins, not tragedies. Oh, my fault. Okay, my fault. You seem like the kind of person I like. Uh, what's that one song? I mean, what's that one band? Uh, uh, my, my Chemical Romance. You must have liked that back in the day. 
they were my first concert and that I went to. <laughs> I knew it. Were you an emo kid growing up? Like a little bit? No, I don't think so. I mean, I get that. Obviously, you know, who maybe someone does. I did not self-identify as emo. Like if someone wants to be like, they look at me, they're like, dude, you were totally emo. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. That's but crazy. I did not like dress like an all black and like do that kind of stuff. Yeah, man. Okay. Got got that wallet with the eight foot chain. You no, know I, never, I never did that. <laughs> I'm like, but bro. I did listen to My Chemical Romance. Yeah, yeah. I still, well, I mean, until they disbanded, uh, I don't know, somewhere around 10, like, I don't know, five, 10 years ago. I, I believe it. I, I'm thinking everyone I listened to when I was in high school is dead. I don't <laughs> just. Uh, no, the actually, so I was in the process of cleaning out my closet, um, and because I'm just trying to get you know figure out what I actually want to keep and don't keep, and I'm like going through a lot of stuff. I found my the sweatshirt that I got from the that concert, the Black Parade concert. Oh, word. Okay. Yeah, I was just like I was just looking at it today. I'm like, oh hey, like I totally forgot about this. This was like 15 years ago <laughs> that I got this. It's an oldie but goodie. Right, yeah. No, I actually do like the sweatshirt. It's a uh, well, you're not. Doesn't sound like you're an actual fan of my chemical romance, but the, no, no, the black parade outfit where they, it looks like they're uh, like military slash band kind of uniforms. Right. No, no. The crazy thing is, I mean, I know I'm talking trash, but I used to listen to a ton of alternative rock songs, and I think maybe a little bit of metal. And uh, when I was in tenth grade, so. Um, I ain't really hating on you. I just, I just like, just seeing. Uh, I have that sweatshirt that looks like it was actually pretty cool. Do you guys, do you remember, do you guys remember the song? Uh, I think it's the the artist is the, the artist is called Death Cat for Cutie. Yeah. And the song is called and the song is called Crooked Teeth. You guys remember that song? A little uh, bit. I remember. I don't specifically remember how the song went, but I remember the title yeah. and all that. <laughs> all right. Cool. All right. So <laughs> it's been stuck in my head for five minutes. All right, so for the listeners, all right, welcome back to the show, everybody. Uh, so just to keep everyone up to date, because I'm going to keep doing this until Shadow Keep comes on. I'm, I'm sorry, until Shadow Keep comes. Uh, so the new release date for the new light and Shadow Keep is October 1st, and the new raid, which is called Garden of Salvation, will be available October 5th. Okay, and I have I took a bunch of screenshots because honestly, I mean, I don't feel like reading directly from uh, this week at Bungie. Um, uh, uh, news article i guess but we did get some cool stuff all right so they gave us a little bit of a roadmap and uh, all the sandbox changes that i'm about to read or go over we're going to talk about bit by bit but um i know this isn't this isn't everything that bungie wants to reveal regarding the sandbox so uh just take everything i guess with a little bit of grain of salt because i guess you know it's, it's better to know all of it so you can kind of come with the you know full conclusion of what to expect uh but yeah so they did come out with another calendar uh i think it's really cool and i what, what i really liked is they came out with uh like they showed you in, in the destiny 2 base game which is now free to play so when when shadow keep launches uh the destiny 2 base game will be free to play for everybody obviously um and then you'll get free seasonal updates as well so you'll get moon destination. The moon destination will open up. Uh, seasonal artifacts. You'll be able to do finishers, which are the executions. Uh, you'll get armor 2.0. You actually will be playing the new, the two new strikes. Uh, you'll be a part of the crucible updates. Um, you'll get uh, the reprised PVP maps like Widow's Court from Destiny One, Twilight Gap from Destiny One, um, a new map. Uh, in Destiny 2 called Fragment and then you'll be able to play Elimination in Crucible Labs and also there's a free seasonal rank reward uh, system which I did, I saw a sneak preview of I just kind of glimpsed over it but yeah I think that's really cool so that's something to expect there, I think that's awesome um, I know on the 5th of October uh, they're, they're, I, I told you the raid launches on the 8th, Hero and Legend Nightmare Hunts, I don't know what that is I think that's something dealing with the nightfall or something like that. I have no clue. I hope it's kind of like a prison of elders, but on crack. Honestly, you know, I'm with you, Adam. I mean, like I've always been talking trash. I'm saying like people keep looking at the past, you know, with rose colored glasses when they're, when they're dissatisfied with the current things that they have now. Right. And, um, you know, sometimes, you know, people are right. Cause I mean, I was, I was at first, 
I was kind of against it. I'm like, Prison of Elders, bro. We hated that, but at the same time, I and, and it was Maybe actually you did. right. No, well, I didn't hate it, but I got tired of it because I got all the armor and everything like that, and it was just very frustrating. Maybe because it was like the power level and how, how like how it was structured and how we how the uh, the the delta scaling in terms of the damage. Because before in Destiny One, if you if you were one light level below an enemy, they did a ton more damage. Versus now, it's like negligible. It's the same, right? Uh, but things were just different back then. And I honestly, I can't even recall how I was thinking. But I, obviously, I enjoyed the content. But I don't know. I just got sick of it real quick. I don't know. Maybe I just like Sk- Skolas, though, was my favorite. Was one of my favorite uh, bosses, though, in Destiny 1. The best part I liked about that was that, like you said, it was hard. Even at max light, it was hard. Whereas some of the raids and some of the stuff now is like as soon as you're like max and, and I understand they've addressed that because they realized it was an issue. So who knows what you know how things are gonna change. But as of now, it's once you reach like that max light and you're at the thing, everything is like almost too easy to do stuff. Yeah. And and they again they they have you know kind of acknowledged that. So hopefully we see some positive, you know, things to come on that. But that was one of those things that I liked about Prison of Elders or Skull Loss and some of those, even some of the raids that they were still hard. Yeah. Like, at, you know, Max Light, even when it was like Max Light a year later, like it was still not easy to do a lot of that stuff. Excuse me. Yeah, no, I agree. Excuse me. Sorry for burping in your ear. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. Um, and another cool thing, too, is um, I freaking uh, – I think another thing, too, because I'm looking back on D1 where we were able to three-man, I believe, two raids – since like the updates, which was the uh, what was the Siva raid called, Adam? Wrath of the Machine. Uh, Wrath of the Machine. Yeah, thank you. Wrath of the Machine, and then we were able to three men vault the glass. That was fun, and uh, I, I think at the same time, I think there's a balance as well. Like, I, I I know Bungie doesn't want us, you know, using mechanics and everything to circumvent. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know. I know Bungie doesn't want us using certain things in their game to kind of circumvent mechanics, and I guess make it make their game or certain certain uh, encounters trivial but you know just undermines the the the, the encounter you're like but okay remanding it wasn't like it was easy that we were doing it wasn't like oh i don't know <laughs> no i know i know you're right that, that's what i'm saying i'm agreeing with you and I'm, i guess why i'm making that comparison i think i'm at, i guess i i just a question in this i mean i actually want raids to be challenging but at the same time i want to be able to do raids like three man if I wanted to. Like, hey man, let's go back and do a three man raid, and that was just fun to me, and I, I enjoyed the challenge. But you know what I'm saying, like Paul, like, Paul, because you were part of it. Remember, we would invite Fruit, Adam. You're part of it. There's times all three of us would just do right to the machine. As you know, yeah. I, and that was, I actually, I genuinely enjoyed that. I didn't feel like I was being griefed. I I enjoyed it because I knew it could be accomplished. As a matter of fact, people can one man that stuff or two man. I'm like, dang. I'm like, we could just three man it maybe, and when we beat it three man, we're like. It's it's a great feeling, you know what I mean. I, honestly, hands down, Wrath of the Machine. Uh, just mainly, mainly the end fight. I screwed the whole raid, but the end fight of, of Wrath of the Machine was amazing. It just felt so good. I don't know something about Destiny Two raid. Something is, is just lacking, and I, I can't put my finger on it. It's just not the same feeling. It feels good to kill a raid boss or go through an encounter, and even with Bungie making more encounters, uh, you know, like more boss-related encounters where you have to kill people and not necessarily always a puzzle. Uh, I don't know. It's just something is just missing. I guess maybe we talked about this before at the hero moments. It's just not really there. Where they're, I think maybe because we're being forced to have all six people, you know, communicate. And you must do this. Like, you need everyone here in order to, in order to complete the raid. And I, maybe that's an element that's missing, maybe. I know that sounds silly, and that's a personal preference, but I guess, like, like I said, going back to the D1 raids where we, we were, when we were able to three-man wrap in a machine or vault a glass, I, I, really, I really wish uh, the Destiny 2 raids were kind of like that, where we could, if we wanted to, you know, you know exploit this or that, but nothing, nothing crazy, don't break the game. As a matter of fact, uh, back in Destiny 1, uh, the, the, the Oryx challenge that they created, that was actually, uh, they, 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 they stole that, or not really stole it, but they took it from someone who actually, uh, you know, beat the raid in an unusual way. And this was in, what was it called? The, 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 what's the, what's the, the Oryx raid called? The, uh, what? The King? 
King's Fall. King's Fall, thank you. And King's Fall Raid. So the, the cha- So this is when Bungie, I think, were creating challenge mode or something like that, where you know there was just a mechanic that someone would blew up all the bombs at one time. One person, they blew up all the bombs at once. You know, and then Bungie decided to make that a challenge. Where okay, if you blow up all the bombs at once at a, as a team, you know, you get said prize. I'm like, wow, that's really cool. And it didn't seem like you were grieving. You didn't seem like you were, you know. It was a challenge, but it wasn't like you weren't griefing the players. I'm sorry. I got off on a tangent, but I, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm sorry. But I'm just really excited. And I know when October 1st comes on, I'm going to be playing this game just about every day. But, yeah. Okay. You guys want to add anything before I just go on the news? I'm sorry. No. no. Keep it rolling. Okay, cool. Awesome. Uh, so, um, on the 15th of October, uh, Master Nightmare Hunts. And our banner will be available. Uh, the exotic quest for the uh, Leviathan's Breath, which is that heavy bow that we saw a preview of in the Vidoc. Uh, that's on the 22nd of October. And uh, between uh, October 29th and November 19th will be the Festival of the Lost. Hopefully these, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of excited about the free events. Um, on, and on the 29th, also starting on um, October 29th, is the Dungeon Launch. I'm excited for that. And also, there's a new PvP mode called Momentum Control. I don't know what that is. Never heard of it till today. And uh, the, on the 29th, and again on the 29th, a new exotic quest. Uh, it's, that, it's, that, um, it's called the Divinity. Uh, what's the cold? What's the weapon type? What's the weapon archetype called? Like the Cold Heart or the Prometheus Lens? What do you call trace it? Trace rifle. Thank you, Adam. Trace rifle. So it's a trace rifle. Uh, that's the one where. Uh, if you shoot an enemy, it would just create a giant crit spot. So everything's just a crit a hit. You know, you, do you remember that? Probably not. Okay. Jeez, man. Uh, that's, that's, that's the one that stood out to me. Uh, and then uh, November 5th is when the first raid challenge begins. And then on the 19th of uh, uh, November is when the Vex Offensive Final Assault, which I don't even know what that is. Okay, so I'm excited about some of the new stuff coming in with the sandbox. So we're going to talk about just uh, just the sandbox. So the first one that popped up was weapon damage tuning. Uh, so combatants in general, like the minor enemies, which is the red bars, will no will no longer take more precision damage. Uh, will, will take more precision damage uh, than other enemies. Uh, they said these enemies previously took twice as much damage to their precision hit locations than enemies of higher ranks. You will still do precision damage, but it is now entirely dependent upon the weapon as it's, uh, as it's for higher ranked enemies. Okay. Um, weapon changes. This is what I'm really excited about. We can kind of just, because in my mind, I'm thinking about the meta in PVP per se. Um, so the weapon changes. Auto rifles and PVE get it, are getting a 30% buff uh, and a 20% damage buff. So uh, like I said, I think, like I said before, depending upon the, uh, the uh, the enemy type whether it's a red bar or an orange bar a yellow bar you'll deal said percentage damage so if you're a red bar for auto rifles you're dealing 30 percent if you're probably a major or even a boss 25 percent damage so uh, auto rifles are get, auto rifles are getting a pve buff i think 30 percent is seems like a lot i don't know seems cool uh bows and pve are getting a 31 percent damage uh from for uh for red bars and a 26 percent damage for majors i think i agree with that because uh what's that one exotic bow called uh the trinity ghoul oh it's such a cool gun first of all the drawback is too freaking slow but uh even when it's a, even when it's an arc burn that's not even a good choice <laughs> not really i mean i'll just disagree with you because i think all bows are pieces of shit well, you shut up that <laughs> He's just saying that because I keep crushing him in PvP with it. You're a hater. No, I just, well, I will say, I honestly yeah. hate people who sit back and crouch with bows, especially the one that you can see through walls, and, uh, like, shoot someone, hide. Shoot someone, hide. Like, it yeah. is the most annoying yeah. Yeah, play mode. Yeah, I understand it's, it's effective. Tactics. It's called tactics. But it is the yeah. most annoying thing, where if I could find them and, like, Beat the shit out of them, I would. Well, it's like people saying, I hate people that use fusion rifles. Yeah, you're running and vooping. You're going cover and voop. Go cover and voop. I know it's an opinion. I'm just busting your balls. But, I mean, it's a tactic. Well, I mean, you're not going to treat a uh, freaking bow like you would a fusion, would you? 
Well, yeah. Adam only likes standing still targets. He likes people to run up to him so he can boop them. And when they do any type of strategy to counter it, he gets upset. <laughs> Sounds like yeah. a sore loser. Exactly. Sore loser. No, I run and boop. I run and boop. You know, I, I remember I got ticked off at you because we, we played a bunch of one-on-ones, which I was very surprised we were doing for a while. Do you remember we stayed all – we stayed up until the sun came up. Oh, we were doing 1v1s for, like, mm-hmm. Euroc and the Suros. And I think maybe a Fusion. I don't know. I think this is when double primaries were still a thing. But he was rocking the Suros, and I, I couldn't get close. I was a rusher. Couldn't really do it. He kept ticking me off. I was like, you know what? I put on the Huckleberry. And ever since then, yeah, I, I think Adam got a little mad at me. But, uh, no, I, I remember. That was some good times there. Good. Uh, all right, Machine Guns. All right, so they're going to get PVE buff. Uh, 25 plus 25. It just says plus 25. I'm assuming that's percentage. Damage for miners, red bars. And then they increase the effect of damage range fall off. So, I mean, that's good. That's fine. I mean, and th- this is what we're really excited for because we're going to get the hand cannons in a second. We could talk about talk more about that. Uh, pulse rifles with PVE, uh, 28% damage uh, for red bars. And this is the same thing. They increase the effects of damage range fall off. So, I, I'm, I'm assuming that means it's going to be more realistic, you know what I mean, more practical. So if they're, if you know, the further you are, yeah. Anyway, uh, so PVP, PVP and PVE rapid fire pulse rifles now deal a 14 base damage and a 23.8 precision damage. When previously these uh, rapid pulse fi- pulse uh, rapid fire pulse rifles were, you know, 13 to the body and 21.4 to the head. So that's you know that's okay. That's fine. And uh, uh, for PVE and PVP, same goes for high-impact pulse rifles. Uh, they now deal a, a base of 21 damage and then 33.6 precision, which was previously 20, to the 20, uh, 20 base and 32 precision. So, I mean, it, these, are, these are very small number changes, so that's fine. Hopefully, it, you know, it all comes together and it's fluid, you know, when we're actually playing the game. Scout rifles are getting a 36% uh, I'm sorry, this is plus 36 and plus 18% damage. What does plus 36 mean? What does that even mean? You guys know what that means? No. no. What do these numbers mean? What the heck? All right, sorry, y'all. I'm thinking this means percentage, and I see a percentage number right next to this number. Okay, whatever. Uh, sidearms, uh, 16% damage to minors and majors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. as all me. I don't know why I'm the only one excited about that. <laughs> Uh, sniper rifles are getting a 47% damage uh, for red bars and then 20% damage for everyone else. So I think that's really cool. Uh, in my mind, I'm thinking, like, I don't know. I just like the fact that they're buffing, you know, sniper rifles and PVE because, I don't know. So I have a question, though. What's up? From what it sounded like before they were saying how in PVE – the damage scaling or whatever was like way too ridiculous and people were putting out way more damage than they ever anticipated and the redoing stuff. And now it almost seems like they're buffing everything for PVE. And those okay. two things seem to counteract each other. I think what you're talking about, uh, cause this, I think we talked about this last time on the podcast. I think they were, they were talking about buffs and debuffs, like for abilities and perks mainly. And, um, like for example, you can't, you can no longer, or I don't, I'm not sure if it's an effect yet, but I know it will be effect once October first hits, where you can't like just stack a bunch of buffs on each other and just wipe out somebody, and the 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 game or the algorithm will just pick the the second or the whatever buff that's next in line in terms of damage or I guess whatever works. It's hard for me to explain. It'll just use that. So if you're using a well of radiance and you have a, a tractor cannon. And you have someone that uses a uh, a melting point. Well, melting point and tractor cannon. I don't think they'll work together anymore. I think they actually stopped that a while ago. But uh, I think they're a lot more. They're they're a lot harder uh, on it when it comes to like you know just stacking buffs and debuffs and stuff like that. You know tethers, melting point, boot cannons, etc. And that even goes for perks as well, like on guns. Um, but uh, we'll see, man. I mean, I think that's a good question, though. You want to make sure that. It just like- seems odd that they're like constantly saying how they're gonna, you know, hey, it was broken. They was doing way too much damage, and now all of a sudden, this one is like, hey, by the way, we're buffing pretty much every weapon archetype for PVE. But yeah. if you look at it, it's like mostly primary weapons. It's not. 
Yeah, right. It's not, it's not huge buffs for like all different kinds of stuff. I mean, true. I mean, I I I, I get I get what both of you are saying. In my mind, I'm thinking it's. I mean, it's, it's not really the same thing anyway. Because one's talking like like that's what I'm saying. I think it kind of almost evens out if they're if they're. I think it kind of makes sense if they're gonna take away for your ability to just stack everything like debuffs and buffs. I mean, yeah. then they're then they're just gonna they're gonna raise the base damage of your everyday Joe weapons. You know what I'm saying? If you, if you can't stack anything anymore, it just seems to make more sense. I think that's what you're referring to, Adam, because we talked about them, like, just getting rid of, like, all, because, you know, they talked about just destroying these, uh, these strike bosses in a second. And they're like, all right, well, we need to, we need to put an end to this because uh, now it's just undermining the mechanics we put in. It's just pointless now. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, I also really hate some of their freaking raid, or not raid, uh, strike mechanics where you can only do, like, you can only do ten percent damage at a time. I can't. Yeah, like yeah, that's what I'm saying. I I agree with you. I think it's a lame mechanic to just make a boss immune for no reason, just for the just for reasons. Just so I, we can fight another wave of ads. Right. That's. What, I agree. I, I agree with you there, hundred percent. I think there's another way, and maybe it's hard to think of because I can't think of it right now. But I think there if there was a mechanic where the boss was immune for a reason, and you need to take that immune off. You can't just wait. You know what I'm saying? Like there's no. Like, he becomes immune, but you need to do something to get the immune off. You actually have to do something. You can't just kill away the ads, and he's just disappeared. kind of like Nocris. Nocris, 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 Nocris. Was that the Wrath of the... No, that was the Mars, the son of Oryx. It was the boss, the... Or, or, uh, Crota's brother. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah, I I like that, yeah. Um, I agree. I agree. I think, I I mean, that's, that's very simple. You know what I mean? That's a very simple mechanic. All right, he's immune. There's a wave of ads, but even then, even if you kill all the ads, you have to kill these knights that drop the orb so you can break the crystal. I think that that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know, something more complex, you know, something not as a kill bad guy, drop relic, toss this here. I know that's cool and everything, but I don't know, maybe just get a little bit more, I don't know, brainstorm a little bit. I, don't know, I, I think I'm going to have to brainstorm a little bit. I'm going to come up with some ideas. I think that's cool, though. All right, cool. Uh, auto rifles. <laughs> I think we talked. I talked about that already, didn't? Uh, or the change. Da, da, da. Oh, so he brought up auto rifles again, huh? Well, we already talked about that. Uh, oh, oh, I missed it. Oh, so I forgot submachine guns. Um, so, oh man, this kind of confused me. Uh, in PVE, uh, 22.5% damage was you know increased for submachine guns for miners and majors. You know where you know where my mind went to, right? My mind went to recluse. Oh god! You see what I'm saying? But I know this is PVE though. But I'm like, this is only PVE. Recluse is still a really good PVE weapon. I know. I, I love it in PVE. I know. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. I, maybe I should. I guess I can't really hate on it. You know what I mean? But I just, I'm hating on it in PVP. It's just I don't know. When you create a gun, like oh, it's just oh, the skill. The skills. I, they're, I mean, I get it. They're pinnacle weapons, but it's become now where. Those are the only weapons used, both PvE and PvP. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I think Owl was really good in PvE. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't know, man. Um, I, I just, I, I have no idea. I, I just no clue. Do you guys think? Because now I'm starting to think that certain weapons just need to be really hard to obtain. You see what I'm saying? I mean, mm. I don't know. I know, I know that's too. That's a stretch. And then that's a very broad statement. And I, I'm, I'm okay. Look, I'm open for my mind to be changed. So, I mean, I, I, right now, my mind, because that's where I, I had the position in, D, in D1 about the trials weapons. But now I'm going right back. To, and I kind of forgot why I lost my opinion on that. Or maybe just disagreed at some point or changed my mind on it. So, I mean, I'm open for my mind to be changed. They changed my mind. Uh, I, I, I want certain weapons to be really hard to get. But then like, again, like how, when you say really hard to get, like, how really hard to get? Okay, honestly, that's what I'm saying. I'm just talking out of my butt here. I have no idea. So like, do you want the best crucible weapons to only be for the best crucible players to even get in the first place? No. I, I, my mind, I, I said yes, but then I said no, like, right after. Because then I'm thinking about the Luna's Howl thing again. I don't even know. Like, I don't know. It's just my mind wants exclusivity. But at the same time, I know that will just ruin it to an extent because – then you'll you'll create a funnel, and then that's all people will ever use anyway. I don't know. Well, you, you actually came up with a great idea, Paul. Uh, in terms of like a 
the trials guns or like, I'm like, I don't know. You came up with something really good. That's what you actually. Well, I like those because you could earn trials guns just by playing trials. And then you got, there's a little extra perk. That's on, it. Yeah. Uh, the That's, what I said. One. That's and, it. But it didn't like break the weapon. It wasn't like if you didn't have that, it was like, well, this thing's trash. But it made but it, it much it better if you better. did. Yeah. Right. That's it. Okay. That's it. Okay. I, I agree with that. My mind's changed. Never mind. I, I take that. I think they they need to bring that back uh, because don't get me wrong. If someone works hard for a gun to get, you know, they they earned it. That's uh, you. You can't really dispute that. Like, oh well, I worked really hard to get this gun. Why are you telling me to nerf it? I, I worked hard to get it. Well, it's well, overpowered. In my opinion, you wouldn't need to. You know, right now because Lunars. And, you know, not forgotten and recluse, they were so good. Some people will never be able to get those on their own, so they're resorting to pay for them. But trials, you could end up getting those just by playing. Even you didn't, Some of them you didn't even necessarily have to win a lot. You know, you just had to play. And it might take longer to get them if you don't win a lot. True, true. But, yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. Because trials, well, I mean, I guess, you know, it kind of maybe affected, you know, the gameplay in terms of other teams because, you know, you might – uh, you know, if you have like a, if you're not very good at it, and you might run up against a team that is really good, but the difference is, there weren't you couldn't solo queue. So all three of you going into that match knew that hey, maybe I'm not very good, and so maybe we're not expecting to win. We just want to grind for the weapons. Yeah. Where now you had people doing that for like recluse and the other thing, and they didn't really actually care about winning. They just needed to get their like headshot kills or whatever for like Lunas and whatnot. And that was really breaking like the the glory or the competitive because you had people who were solo queuing or two like that you want them we were trying to win, but maybe for some reason we couldn't get a fourth like right now or whatever you'd or and you'd end up with terrible players who didn't care about actually playing the game. There's like, oh I just need to get, you know, a couple more hand cannon kills or people that would get it and then just leave. It's like, come on. Oh, I forgot to bring this up. This is important. Not, that has nothing to do with the solo queue, Adam. That has to do with Bungie creating terrible, like, quest lines where you just have to go in and get kills with this gun in this mode. Or you just have to, like... I mean, that too. It shouldn't be like on, that. But at least with, like, if it were something like it was at Trials, you know, if you were on their team, you were on their fire team before you even went in. So you knew what they were doing. I mean, I guess so, but that still doesn't change it. If I was, like... If we were all playing, I was like, hey, guys, I'm just getting hand cannon kills, and I was just losing lives in survival, but I was still getting my hand cannon kills. Like, that doesn't really... Well, I probably wouldn't play with you if that's all you cared about. I mean, right. I get right. I get that. I but, again, but again, I'm only doing that because of the quest lines. Like, that's my point. It's not, it's not the mode. It's the quest line. I solo queued all five pinnacle weapons this June, Ju- like, May, June, July, whenever I played. Yeah. Yeah. I went through and I did everything in competitive by myself. No, like, I just had to suck it up. There were times when I had great teammates and there were times that I had shitty teammates. I mean, honestly, there's even times too where uh, you're kind of sacrificing, sacrificing, you know, your chance of winning just for using a gun or, you know, using a gun that you're just not used to using. You see what I'm saying? Like, I don't snipe, but if I really want that sniper rifle, I have to what? I have to snipe to get it. Yeah, but you could do that in quick play. I know, but you get what I'm saying. Though. I understand. I'm basically just writing off what, writing, uh, what Paul just said. I know? just think that, like, so if you look at other games, like, a lot of games don't make you use the weapon that you need to, to get it. The only thing that you would use the weapon to do is to, like, once you have a weapon and you like it, the more you use it, the better it becomes. That's something that Destiny could do. Like, hey, you know, here are the weapons this season. The more you use it, here are the perks that'll change. That way, like, if I like scout rifles, I could just max out the scout rifle. I don't have to sit there and worry about a pinnacle weapon that I don't. Well, remember, they used to do that kind of in D1, where you had to unlock all the, like, perks and everything. Uh, I'm not yeah. really talking about that. I'm like, all right, so this is more like an anthem thing, which I know you didn't play, but you start off with, like, a green weapon, right? Well, like, same concept as Destiny. But right. the only way to get the blueprint for the blue weapon is to get X amount of kills, headshots, whatever, with that green weapon. Right. Then, once you have the blue one, 
same thing. Then you have to keep using. Then you get the green. Then you get the exotic. Then you get the legendary, which is above exotic. Like that's one method. Do you, or, do you think? Okay, go ahead. No, no, you can ask the question. Well, I was going to say. I mean, uh, do you think they can just combine what you just said there along with the old D one? A mechanic in terms of just using a gun, leveling up the gun while you use it. You know what I mean? Like the perks will become more active or will be active once you hit XP amount to make yeah. it active and then use your, that concept for Anthem. I think that'd be a good or, idea. Or, yeah. Or, you know, instead of like materials or just experience, like each new perk, like you yeah. could, like it doesn't have to be in order. But like yeah, okay. each perk you want, this is like 500 headshot kills. This is like 1,000 kills. Oh, like 600 lo- kills after within five seconds of a reload, or you know what I mean? Like so, what you're saying? The- more control. That's what you're saying. More control. Yeah. Where, where, not everybody's going to be able to unlock it just by grinding out story mode and just using it. Where mm. you actually have to like aim and get kills and do specific tasks for it too. I like that. I think that's cool. Do Do you think it's better that in order to get certain guns, you think it's just I, I, I love that concept. I think that's a great idea. Uh, it forces you, so it gives it gives the player more control, and it's the the pathway to get your perks is not just a linear pathway. You get to choose when and what perk to get done. I think that's really cool on the gun, and uh, you're leveling up as you're still using the gun. So you're not necessarily getting a gun, discarding it for a new one, playing the and you're, the gun is not the gun is not like a pathway to higher light. It's just a good gun that you see potential and you actually want to make it better because you see the perks that you can get or the blueprint that you can get. Yeah. I like that. I mean, I, I miss the fact that like you would actually have to go out, grind for legendary marks or now in case oh. legendary shards and then buy stuff. Like, and the vendors had weekly rolls and like, I hate that I have to go farm and hope and pray that I'll get a weapon. Like I would rather have a random chance using what I've already earned. Yeah. Because there's times where I actually like a gun, even if it's blue, like if I'm leveling up, but I'm forced to get rid of it because I know I can't level up, level it up any, level it up any further because it's not about that. It's about you getting a higher light. It's not necessarily about you liking a weapon and improving it. It's about you just getting to that light level. And then the guns that are good or supposed to be good are at the top, which are legendaries and exotics, which sometimes that's not even always the case, which and then within is kind of with that. I wasn't even thinking about that before, but yeah, like all the the purpose of anything besides a purple weapon is literally just light level. Yeah, like that that is all they're there for. Which almost like to Paul's point as well. Why don't we just get purples in the very beginning? But maybe they're not very good purples in the beginning, Ooh. and we have to like almost like build them and like as like you said, like as we use them, we unlock other things and we get them. Or the same gun turns into another one, like. Like again, like Paul was saying, where yeah. rather than, hey, I have this green one, but literally I, I I equip it all for one mission because by the time the next mission's over, I already have a higher, different green weapon, and it doesn't matter if which one I like better because I'm going just for light. You know, you know what I'm thinking of, my my my, because De- Destiny they they have they have a a, a constant where like when you do certain quests and they introduce a gun in between the gun or bef- a gun before. It's, it's like the Lumina quest, or the, it made me think of the um, the the the, the, not, the no time to explain exotic pulse rifle that's in Destiny One. Well, the very first gun that's very similar to that gun was the Stranger's rifle, which we got at the end of the campaign. That that gun was booty, by the way, just booty meat, straight whack. Uh, it looked cool, but it was whack. But it was a blue gun. It was blue. It was a blue. No, it was called the Stranger's rifle, and it's a gun that was from the future. That gun was trash. <laughs> but there was also a purple version before we got to the No Time to Explain as well. I forgot what that was called. Yeah, no, that was a stranger's rifle. Actually, as a matter of fact, you think about it, um, I guess the best, I think the, the closest thing we had, that uh, the, the closest thing we had to that in, in the Destiny universe was the Necrochasm. You remember that? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah but even that was kind of annoying because you had to, Use the like white version of it that you had to get like oh you had to go kill like five hundred thrall with this thing right I I get you no I totally get it I mean it, 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 that's why I'm saying it's the closest one because it was it was only one mod or not even really a mod just a one <laughs> one objective you have to to complete on that gun to upgrade it to the next step but you know what I'm saying I don't know I I, I like I like that concept Paul that's really cool well I mean um, yeah think about this too like 
here's like an improvement to that concept. If you you get like any other game, right, or well, any portion of the game, you go out, you find a green weapon, right, or white, whatever you have to start with. Well, let's say it has like a really good barrel perk, but now that's your weapon that you use to farm to like level it up, right? So you, right. You, so it's kind of like not random rolls from the beginning like that, but let's say you get extended extended range or extended barrel on like a 150 hand cannon that you like and it's green okay. so you keep using it all of a sudden it goes to blue now you have like accurized rounds and you're like oh damn like this thing is you know this thing is turning into something right and then the next thing you get is like range finder and you're like whoo <laughs> and then you know but then your next perk is like field prep you're like ah you know like now it's a now it's a purple gun it's a it's a legendary weapon but it's good, but it's not the best it could be. Right. But hmm. that could be the future of real, of like true random rolls. Like you don't know what you're getting. Yeah. Like you're starting off with something and it could be, and then all of a sudden, now you know people invested, like how Luke Smith said, we want it to feel like, you know, your personal weapon. Yeah. That's a personal weapon at that point when you get it all the way up to legendary and it actually is a god roll. Yeah. Dude, all right. So we need we need that. I guess again, the one downside of that, just playing devil's advocate a little bit, yeah. is what happens if you like level that thing up, and by the time you level it up, it is just trash. It <laughs> wouldn't be because you would know, like you would have a shitty barrel perk from the start, so you just dismantle it. Now you get extended barrel. Okay, let me let me keep using it. Now you get, I don't know, like a salt mag, and you're like, ugh, like I don't want a salt mag. You just get rid of it. You literally find it. And you're going to know, like, as you level it up, it's going to have good perks. So, like, you won't know. Question. But it kind of makes the grind more. It, But it makes it more, like, self, like, I did this. So, I like, more, more purpose behind that. Yeah. Like, grind. like, your time was actually well invested. Okay. So, how about this? Uh, to pile on top of that, just to make sure that, you know, time really isn't wasted that much, per se, to give the players more control is apply – the the ornament the uh, the mod 2.0 uh, thing just by the way uh, just the, for clarification purposes you know how the mods coming in October uh, the mods are no longer going to be consumables but they're going to be things you can apply and reapply or dismantle you know you can't dismantle them you can just take them off and then reapply them if you, if you have them um, so for the mod 2.0 well when it comes to the weapon mods it's going to behave the same way so if you if you apply the now the mods or the perks you you get on the web. Are, they, are these going to be perks or are these going to be mods? Do you think it's better that these are mods that you can apply and then take off if you like, if they're given to you? You understand what I'm saying? So that way, if it's a crappy role as you're going through the next step, your time is still being valued because you have that control to like, oh, ooh, I don't like that. Instead of taking, instead of getting rid of the whole gun, getting rid of the whole gun and starting over, you could take that mod or perk away and then regrind for something else. Is, is it, it specifically for that specific weapon? Because then all of a sudden you do it for one hand cannon. Now every hand cannon you get has like the god roll. No, no, just just random. No, it's random. What do you mean it's random? No, like the, the perk you get, it's, it's not, it's not, wait, can you, I was going to uh, wait, can you ask me the question one more time? <laughs> Sorry. So you're saying that you invest your time and instead of it just being a perk, it, it's a mod. Right. I mean, so or, or, or extended be, or, range. Now I find a hand cannon with extended range. I level it up to get to the next, like, to get to the blue weapon, and I get a trash roll. Well, now every hand cannon I find, I get just attached, or I get just attach extended range and start from there. I mean, yeah, yeah, or maybe now that I think about it, or could it be possible, or do you think it's okay that mods and perks can that just be an, inter- an interchangeable? term you know like hey all right same thing just just uh, a, a a perk or a, or a modification well i guess a perk that the gun can do something you could add to the gun not necessarily like an attachment hmm. you see what i'm saying like i guess i'm using it interchangeably so like hey okay just something else you can give to the gun just to make it better you understand what i'm saying or do you think that perks and mods should be, be should be separate um I don't know. Like, so you like anything you could technically equip, you could just right. Okay, so, so like, so so like, okay, I get a, I get a. Um, this perk has sunshot. So, the, the, so like, for example, I have a gun that has sunshot, and then I have a mod that has ex- that gives it extended mag. 
should those two things that you know uh you know give the gun should us should those should those things be interchangeable should i should i be able to take off you know uh the the you know uh dragonfly or solar fly, whatever you call it you know what i'm saying should, should i be able to take that off and apply it to else you know what i'm saying or i'm just what I'm saying. i guess i'm asking should the mods and you know perks be interchangeable but adam what do you think i don't know well i think perks are exclusive towards weapon types where mods are applied to like all, all weapons. weapons yeah yeah i don't know i guess you're right no i don't know i guess I like the concept. We should we should definitely table this, and uh, I want to write this down. And I mean, I'm I'm pushing for this. I think this is a great idea. Uh, oh, I forgot to bring this up. I skipped over it when it comes when it comes to the weapon tuning. I guess back to the weapon tuning. Hand cannons. They're getting in PVE. They're getting a thirty percent damage buff, which I'm okay with. But they also reduce the range a stat effect on damage range fall off. So in my mind, I'm thinking, oh wow, okay, cool. I'm thinking about because we talked about this a lot. The the range is the problem. You know what I mean? Range is the problem for a lot of guns, especially for hand cannons. Hand cannons are ruling the crucible right now because they have the power and they have the range. And even sometimes the, the rate of fire, you know, gives it that edge. So why there's no right now there's no need to use a scout. There's no need to use an auto rifle. There's really no need to use a submachine gun. Well, either. and then even just aiming down sights is quicker. And when you do aim down sights, it's not as zoomed in. Right. Like the, the field of vision is not as cut off. Right. Uh, you don't have to look through a scope or anything like that. So um, I, I'm, I'm range, you know, taking, you know, actually making the range, like reducing the range stat effect on damage range fall off, making things more practical. Like I said, all this sounds good, but in my mind, it's like, it's like a quote unquote, we'll see, you know, hey, you want to know what I'm happy about Wayne? What? There is a particular hand cannon that they mentioned in there that I've been talking about recently. Touch of malice. Just kidding. Uh, uh, what, what did it mean? <laughs> I don't have that on me. I, I, it's exotic. Uh, you're not talking about malfeasance. You talking about Sturm? No, they're increasing the magazine size of Sunshot. Oh yeah, I forgot to bring that up. Yeah, they're bringing. They're, yes, they're bringing that up from eight rounds to twelve rounds. That's right. I mean, actually, going to be a decent hand cannon out because honestly, I think it's really good. But one of the biggest problems was eight rounds is not enough. It's not. It's just trash. I think the impact, just just a smidge, just just a little bit, just, just like a a a one percent. I don't I don't know what the because the one percent could be a lot depending upon I guess the damage you know being dealt. But I, I feel like just yeah, just touch so the it. funny thing is it's actually a pretty powerful hand cannon. The problem is since it's the energy slot, everyone always compares it to Luna's, and compared to Luna's. It is not because of the whole Magnificent Howl perk. So right. when you compare it to that, yeah, it's damage is trash. But it's actually a powerful hand cannon um, for since, you know, the rate of fire. And it actually has, well, again, who knows what the actual range is, which is another one of those issues where the range on that thing says that it's like at 90%. It does not feel like it's 90%. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but yeah, Luna's Howl was at like 45%, but it felt like it was like 100 uh, oh yeah, look. So we gotta hurry and pick this up, my fault. Uh, I'm, I'm getting too excited. I definitely, I definitely want to, you know, uh, table that concept we talked about before in terms of the progression system and actually having weapons be our own and giving players more uh, uh, opportunity and more control. You know what I mean? More options. Um, I think that's really good. That's a good concept, which I'm sure they thought about, but it's something I want to push and maybe I, I want to make a video about that. That's dope. Uh, okay, so exotic weapon changes. We're gonna just gonna run through the exotic weapon changes. What I have here, and then just we'll be done. Okay. Uh, so exotic weapon changes. Sweet business for the sweet business. Uh, they increased the magazine size from 100 to 150. They increased PVE damage by 15. percent I'm kind of curious though. Does the auto rifle uh, buff in terms of you know the auto rifle buff we brought up before? I'm assuming. I hope that's applied. Maybe. Maybe. Probably not. Who knows. Uh, probably not because they have they have their own specific stats. I mean, uh, you know, notes for each exotic weapon, I guess. But uh, they increased the PVE damage by fifteen percent. High caliber rounds have been replaced with armor piercing armor piercing rounds. Which question? I don't even understand what what do high caliber rounds and what do armor piercing rounds do in Destiny? Do you guys even know? Yeah. So high cal is supposed to be more like flinching, like knockback. Where okay. armor piercing is, I guess, supposed to like kind of penetrate more 
like the shield yeah like shields and stuff mm-hmm. so like enemy shields it'll still kind of like affect them where they can't just like you know i guess mm. it's supposed to work on knights and Are you you mean like literal shields not energy shields yeah I don't know. All I know is that high cal rounds you can notice. I have not really been able to notice anything about armor piercing. I guess you're right. Maybe, uh, maybe you need to. But they both add range, so. Okay. <laughs> well, good, to, good to know. Uh, damage change to 15 body to 21.2. Wait. Okay. Excuse me. What? Oh, 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 oh. I'm sorry. Okay. So they, they changed the, they changed the, uh, the body damage uh, to 15, and they changed the precision damage to 21.2%. Or 21.2 damage, excuse me. And, and this was previously from 13.21 to the body uh, and from 21.14%. I'm sorry, percent, excuse me. Jeez, whatever. They increased the, the body and uh, precision damage. That's all you need to know. Uh, this says no longer requires you to be firing when you pick up ammo to have it automatically reloaded. I, I, haven't, I didn't really notice. Huh? For what gun? Sweet business. Oh. Yeah, so I, I, I like I didn't that. know that was a thing because normally you don't walk around shooting that thing. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, unless it's PvE per se. I mean, if you're kind of moving. But um, yeah, I, I like the sweet business. I think it's really cool. I like using weapons. I, don't know, I think it's a really cool gun. It, should, it just it hasn't shined out. It hasn't stood out a lot. Um, uh, Graviton Lance, they're, they're just increasing that damage 30% in PvE. So that's cool. Sunshot, uh, I, I was actually going to get to this, Adam. Sunshot now has a magazine of 12 rounds. We just talked about that. Vigilance Wing, which is a pulse rifle, uh, they're increasing the PVE damage to 25%. And Crimson, which is the hand cannon, uh, the damage changed uh, to 19 to the body and 30.5. Previously from 13.76 body shot, 24.75 precision shot. So basically they increased the damage of the crimson body and precision. Awesome. Ace of spades, uh, hand cannon, the memento Mori's damage bonus is now affected by range fall off, which that's fine too. I think that's great. We, we talked about the range just being a huge problem. Yeah. Range is really what it is because if you, if you can use a gun at any range, then what's the point of stats? So uh, I think that's fine. Cool. Uh, Merciless Lumina colony, uh, quality of life changes. They, uh, the aim assist has been fixed. Noble rounds improved. Uh, colony perk now functions like auto-loading holster. Okay. So I'm assuming the aim assist is for Merciless. Noble rounds for the Lumina, obviously. And then the colony perk, you know, functions, you know, uh, the colony perk now functions like auto-loading holster. Okay. Uh, a lot of good news there. Uh, I'm excited. And like I said, that was only a piece, or I guess you, I guess you could say that wasn't all of the news, or all of the sandbox changes we have. So, I mean, I guess take, take all that with a grain of salt because, you know, or don't take it as, I guess, like this is it. It's going to, like, change the whole meta because like, we don't know what else is out there. We don't know what else is going to be introduced. Uh, I'm excited. I am. I, I am excited based on what I see here, though. I think it's, it's good, but I, I'm still I'm, I'm more cautiously optimistic. So I'm like, oh, this is great. I guess we're regarding the sandbox changes. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. But yeah, what are you guys excited about? You know, Shadow Keep coming. Yeah, I'm excited to get back into it. Yeah, heck yeah, dude. I know Adam is. You know, because yeah, he... especially with the removal of control and clash from comp. Thank the fucking lord. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm excited. That's. Uh, yeah, and, I'm. Uh, two separate like lobbies. So there's the solo queue, and then there's the three fire team with three q yeah i think that's good i like that I, i'm a, yeah that's 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 great seriously i think that's awesome uh yeah i think that's great okay well yeah that's awesome um i really have nothing else to add really on that uh you know but um like i said for everyone uh you know for the co-host adam paul really thank you guys for just you know coming in and uh seriously uh for putting up with uh, my inconsistencies here. I'm just, sometimes I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not consistent when it comes to communicating or just putting this stuff out there. So you guys still stick it out. And I appreciate y'all just putting up with me regarding that, like with the podcast and stuff coming out and the notes and stuff like that. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, I forgot. Oh yeah. So Paul, uh, you still down to do the EBD tomorrow? Yeah, I should be able to do it tomorrow. 
Are you free all day? Uh, I don't know. I haven't been feeling well. I was supposed to drive to L.A. tomorrow. Okay. Uh, to see uh. some friends. I don't. I don't know if I'm going to. I got to call them probably in the morning and see. So you know. That's fine. I mean, because I'm, I'm working the new job tomorrow uh, around 10 a.m. And I don't know how long the shift's going to be. Um, but uh, like I said, I mean, we're, if, you, if you do want to, if we do do the podcast tomorrow, we're going to talk about Gears 5. And I'm going to try to just get some, just get to talking about the game. Okay. okay. All right. Awesome. Sweet. All right. So thank you guys for, you know, coming on the show. And for the listeners, thank you for tuning in. I, I'm working on. Just getting a structured time here. I mean, because we we've been reaching lately. <laughs> this, this podcast has been uh, at least has been at least an hour now. Uh, but yeah, I just want to thank you guys for tuning in. And uh, also, I'm 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 actually um, uh, just stay tuned with the uh, with the social with the social medias. Just stay plugged in. Uh, if you want to find me on honestly, find me on Snapchat, uh, Twitter, you know, uh, uh, Instagram. I don't use Facebook really. Um, uh, and, and even on YouTube, just type in Wayne zero one Wayne zero one one ninety three. You'll find me there. Just stay tuned and plugged in. That's why I'm just putting in a lot of news, entertainment, different videos. Um, but like I said, you guys kind of know where I stand and why I do what I do. And I say watch that video because you'll get a you know a clear understanding of where I'm coming from. Um, so you know, so you authentically would have that desire to support me, you know, rather by coming back or even financially donating, because obviously I, I would love the donations and it's, it'll get to that point where I would need it because I want to, I want to do better. And I want to get, I want to, I want to actually uh, create better content and, you know, the money will definitely open up some avenues for us to do better stuff. And cause we have a lot of ideas, but you know, some of it just requires funding and time. So Watch that video, and I'm just going to keep reiterating, you know, why I do what I do. So, until next time, we will see you in the tower, Guardians. You guys have a good night. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Toodles. Toodles.